0: you're listening to cinema geekly premium premium podcast from premium people thanks for your support today we are canceling the apocalypse
1: what is it honey mike i gotta ask i mean i know i just need to move on from this but i keep thinking about something about what how before maddie died like for a few weeks there he was different and different how different i don't know moody you know he barely ate he he wasn't sleeping he snapped at me about the stupidest things I started to think something's up at work, or someone's sick, something like that, but he wouldn't talk to me. He clammed right up.
0: Cops aren't real touchy-feely, you know that. You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights, are blinking four o'clock in the morning. St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran, so you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a-blink and those handcuffs click, you know who to call, and you better call quick, Saul, Saul, you better call Saul, you fight for your rights when your back's to the wall, stick it to the man, justice for all, you better call Saul. it's time to better talk Saul. cinema geekly's better call Saul podcast i'm anthony lewis and i'm glenn Bove. hey everybody we're here talking season one episode six uh called five oh uh glenn what was the confusion with aaron, aaron was having and the uh i, I don't know he just did to know
1: what episode number it was but he also wanted the podcast number
0: Maybe he's listening. I have no idea. No, he's not. He doesn't. He unless he is unless he is hacked. Changed his uh, ways, yeah. Unless he has hacked the premium channel, uh, because he doesn't have a premium account, as best I can tell. Uh, So unless he's unless he has hacked that and gained access to it, uh, and he has changed his ways and decided that he would in fact like to listen to the podcasts. um, That's the only way. uh, I know of in which he could actually listen to the show. Uh, Because this is the fifth episode of the podcast, but it's the sixth episode of the show.
1: Oh, that's all right. At least you don't have to keep track of two different shows that have different episode
0: numbers. That's right. Um, uh, You're doing that next week. uh, I'm I'm trying not to think about that. Uh, So, I will say this right off the bat. The title of this episode might be a spoiler, uh, in relation to these scores, we will probably be giving it after <laughs> we are done discussing it. Just a heads up. Uh, of course, if you've watched this episode of Better Call Saul, you probably already know that. All right, so let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, we start with a flashback with uh, everybody's favorite, Mike. Um, how do, how are they pronouncing his last name? It's uh, Aaron Trout. Really? Because that's really not how it's spelled. It's, it's,
1: I know. I think that's what I know. It.
0: It looks like I it's. Know. It looks like it's spelled Erman Trout. Uh,
1: or air. I think. Yeah. Airman. Airman, Airman, Airman Trout. Trout. But because they're
0: from Philly, they kind of skip something. Yeah, we're gonna go with Mike Airman Trout. It's it's all hyphenated. Air dash man dash Trout.
1: I don't know, Ben. You get on this.
0: Uh yeah, there you go. The you guys invented a language, so you you would know. Um, so we join Mike, and he is uh, arriving in a train station in Albuquerque, uh, and uh, helps himself to a uh a maxi pad, I guess, in the girl's bathroom. I was wondering what was happening uh, until he uh he removed his shirt, and we saw that he has a bullet wound in his shoulder, and he was using it to
1: really because I knew he was shot from the get go. I was like. But he's I, I'm not gonna go back to this, like, yeah, he probably
0: got shot and then he got shot. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think you probably I probably should have realized that. But I didn't. I, I was completely I was completely uh entranced in the episode. I had no idea. Although if I had used any brain power whatsoever, it, it it's Mike, so the probability of him being shot was probably really high. <laughs> uh, he used it. He used it to uh to pad the bullet wound, obviously. Uh he meets up with his granddaughter Kaylee and the woman who we met in a previous episode, who was confirmed and uh, meeting Glenn's criteria of correctness. I believe you predicted that she would be his daughter-in-law, not his actual daughter, because why would they have such a weird face-to-face encounter like that uh, if they were directly related? Um, her name is Stacy. Uh, so they are discussing. They are discussing his son Matthew, or I think they call him Maddie throughout the the whole episode, and his recent death. Uh, and when she's talking to Mike, she's telling him that, uh, he's, she's worried that he was up to no good. And she remembers like a a change in behavior over the last couple weeks before his death. And especially one evening, there was a, uh, she described it as like, a a really, uh, upset phone call, but it was kind of like angry whispers, you know, when you're not trying to wake somebody up. Uh, but it was very clear that he was uh, as agitated and he was uh, he was upset. And uh, Mike says he didn't notice anything. Uh, he's not sure what she's talking about, and kind of just uh, sweeps all that under the rug, I guess, uh, for the time being. And then he uh, he sh- he goes to a veterinarian. I'm guessing uh, I-, I don't know how this sort of thing works. Glenn, could you just go to a veterinarian with a bullet wound, and they're going to treat you? I mean, if you know, if you want some extra cash, yeah, which is... I, I suppose, like maybe Mike paid him to keep this quiet or something because it yeah it I... does seem odd to just show up. Like I'm presuming he didn't know this veteran. Have you
1: never seen this in a, in movies before? Like the it's just a the thing vet... that happens. Yeah, I mean it's just a crime thing. You know, vets don't have to. Sure, you can get away with it. They can write them off. They're
0: usually private owners. So, uh, so we meet back up in the present where we left off. Uh, when Detectives Sanders and Abassi from Mike's old precinct in Philadelphia are there to question him and he doesn't want to answer his, answer the questions he wants a lawyer finally we get some Jimmy McGill in this episode that's uh, <laughs> a TV show about him uh, you know what, I'm not going to complain uh, there was very little Jimmy in this episode but that is okay uh, So it's okay but- when it comes to Mike Absolutely uh so Jimmy arrives to represent him, and Mike is Mike asks him to accidentally spill some coffee on uh, on Sanders so he can steal his notebook and Jimmy does not want to do this he thinks this is a horrible idea, and he wants to just do he wants to go through he wants to play everything by the numbers and uh Mike. Tries to assert that this wouldn't qualify as like assault on an officer or anything like that. It's just spilling some lukewarm coffee, I think he says. Um anyway, they uh the when they finally sit down in a room, the detectives are trying to explain why they are investigating his son's death. Uh six months ago, uh he was there they explain that his because uh, basically Jimmy's like run down this entire thing. Because they are <laughs> I think they think the, the the Philly detectives think that Jimmy has been Mike's lawyer this whole time, um, which is why they kind of look at him odd when he's like, "Pretend I don't know anything and tell me all tell me the whole story." Um, so they do. They talk about how six months ago, his Mike's son was a rookie police officer in Philly, uh, but was ambushed and killed when responding to a, a call, like a crackhead or something like that had killed him. Uh, there were no leads or any suspects until three months ago when his partners hoffman and Fensky were shot found dead in a parking lot uh suggesting that possibly they were involved in something illegal um so they uh mike admits that he left uh for albuquerque the very next day after hoffman and Fensky were killed but he Uh, he, he professes his innocence and says he didn't even find out about their deaths until he was halfway to Albuquerque. Um, although you have to admit, Glenn, the timing is, uh, a little convenient, I'd say. Oh, yes. Uh, so, basically, uh... Jimmy decides that the interrogation is over, that they have nothing to offer. And while he is escorting one of the detectives out, he does accidentally spill his coffee on Sanders, giving Mike a chance to steal the notebook. Uh, and basically Mike starts going through it and discovers that Stacy, his daughter-in-law was the one who had called the detectives to Albuquerque in the first place. And, uh, When he confronts her about this, she tells him that she had discovered several thousand dollars hidden in one of her suitcases and decided to report it, hoping that it would help lead to the capture of Maddie's killer. She believes that Matt might have been a dirty cop, which really upsets Mike a Mm. lot. Mm. And he maintains, uh, vehemently that his son was not a dirty police officer and storms out of the house pissed off. So we get a flashback, uh, back in Philly, where Mike is at a bar. Uh, Well, this is before he's on his way to a bar. He's kind of sneaking uh, stealthily to a a police car, which he then uh, jury-rigs open. Uh, Glenn, are you going to try this trick with the string to see if you can (laughs) unlock a vehicle in this manner?
1: No, I don't think so, but holy crap, that was impressive.
0: Yes, that was quite the contraption he devised to open this door. Um, He apparently finds something. That worries him somewhat. Uh, So he's in the bar. uh, And in the interrogation earlier, he describes it as a cop bar. Uh, And he does admit that he saw uh, Fenske and Hoffman there, but they weren't in his clique. So he didn't really interact with them. Uh, He starts drinking a lot. uh, And a drunken Mike approaches both of them and uh, puts his arms around them in a very drunkenly fashion squeezing them almost to the point of suffocation i'm sure you've been there glenn where somebody just drapes their arm around you uh but instead of saying i love you man he goes i know it was you and then he lets go and he goes back to the bar and he keeps drinking until the bar closes um loudly proclaiming his desire to move to albuquerque in the uh in the meanwhile uh so he walks out of the bar and he's gonna walk his way home uh, when he is approached by Fensky and Hoffman, who are in their vehicle, and basically are trying to get him into the car so they can, quote-unquote, drive him home. Uh, in his drunken stupor, Mike says that he knows the officers uh, were the ones that killed his son, and he's going to prove it. Uh, Hoffman and Fensky drive him to an abandoned parking lot where they in- clearly... I don't think are planning unless Mike lives in this abandoned parking lot. uh, I don't think they are intending on bringing him home. In fact, it seems like they're going to kill him and make it look like a suicide. Now, when uh, they put Mike in the car, they searched him and pulled out his firearm. Um, But what I'm guessing they did not realize is that he had a second weapon on him, I'm guessing. And when they put him in the car, he had stuffed it in between the car seats because as soon as they stop, he reaches in there and pulls out the gun and and uh, he doesn't holster it. He I don't know, sticks it in the top of his pants or something like that. And they pull him out and he is faking being drunk this whole time. And while they're discussing the making it look like a suicide, they turn around and Mike is standing there with a gun and kills both of them. Uh, one of them, it takes a few more shots than the, uh, than the other. I think one dude, he kills like on one shot, but the other guy, he hits a few times. Um, the, uh, oh, you know what? That's what it is. I just realized, I just fucking realized what it was that he did. Glenn, do you know what he did? You should have just hopped in here. I thought he was searching their car for evidence, but he wasn't. That is when he stashed the other gun. Yeah. I had no fucking clue until just this moment. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he shoots and kills both officers with a gun he had stashed. They have it right here in the article, too. With a gun he had stashed to the car when he broke into it earlier. Um, and this is also where Mike gets his bullet wound. In the present, uh, Mike eventually returns to Stacy's house and admits that everybody in the precinct was corrupt, including him. Uh, When Hoffman started accepting bribes from a gang, he ordered to cut Maddie in, and Maddie approached Mike for advice, and Mike warned him that if he approached internal affairs, he could be killed by the other police officers, because that is how dirty this shit was, Glenn. It was deep, Uh, Mm -hmm. and that he would be better off just accepting the money and doing something good with it. Uh, Mike also admitted to Maddie that he was taking bribes, too, which broke Maddie. Uh, he ultimately accepted the bribes, but Hoffman and Fenske still feared that he might rat them out, and that's why he was killed. Uh, Mike is completely tormented over this, uh, and that he corrupted his son for nothing, and that he he broke his spirit, and he 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 had broken him mentally. Uh, and then Stacey asks who killed Hoffman and Fenske, and Mike responds that she should already know the answer, and that the real question is, Will she be able to live with what she knows? And that is the episode, Mister Bove. What did you think of Five O? Um, it was. It went by way too fast.
1: Indeed, this I really couldn't believe a, it. This could have really been a movie. It was over. I couldn't believe that the episode was over when it ended. Yeah, just because of how engrossing Jonathan Banks is in his whole. And he he does it every time. Every time he gives these little speeches, they're just. It was weird because he was choking up, but he was doing such a good job of like holding back at the same time. Yes, like there would be moment like you you know there would be moments of like him really being distraught, and you could tell it, and then him gaining his composure his composure and then losing it, doing that back and forth. and I'm like, man, like it's weird because I feel like I would criticize anybody else for doing this, but the way he is doing it, it is just perfect. Like, it is so true to what Mike would be, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Like, of course, you know, he's a human fucking being. Of course, he's going to be upset about what what has happened to his son and and what he turned, you know, what he essentially, not really turned him into, but what he made his son do. And uh, that was just, uh, it was so tragic. And he just felt so bad for him. And then again, like, seeing how well Mike and Saul work together, because that's something we know in Breaking Bad is they work really well together. They don't necessarily trust each other 100%, but they understand how a working relationship works in that sort of business. Mm-hmm. And so that way you kind of, you know, you saw the beginnings of that. But yeah, I mean, of course, what you know, I feel like this is the episode everybody was waiting for. And it came and it delivered exceedingly. I mean, it's, yeah. like you said, I mean, I <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a five because I just... I didn't want it to end, and then it, it did end, and I was like, oh, shit, really? That was it? Like, it was just, oh, man. It was so good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Banks was tremendous. Uh, this, I, I, I'm not even kidding. This could have been a movie. If I yeah, wanted it this to be an hour and a half or two hours, I would have watched this glued to my seat. I was glued <laughs> I know, to my seat, so, but so I would have sat there for an extra hour. I, I did not care. It was... It was mesmerizing. He is fantastic. And that scene you were talking about, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he was incredible. Uh, I mean, I was right there
1: with him. Like, you I never, was just like,
0: I, you just felt so bad for him at the same time. You say like,
1: I even feel like as fans, we've put Mike up on this pedestal. Yeah. And, you know, the reason for what he is is, and we always knew he was kind of dirty, but just like seeing the thing that shook him. Yeah, And it was just like, God, you, you can't believe you did this to your own son, but the it's thing just like, that, God, Mike, I feel bad for you.
0: It's also the thing that sort of, you know, hardened him too, in a way, like, this is probably the defining moment that makes him the Mike that we know in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Was probably was probably this all all of this stuff to get to see those layers added into the character. Like sometimes you know what I mean. Like there's a character that you're totally into, and you're like, no no no, I like the mystery of of, of not knowing. And usually that's because when they tell you more, it's fucked up in some way. Like they've ruined the mystique for you. But. They did anything but like they added quality layers to this character that. But
1: there's still mystery to Mike, and that. That's oh, the absolutely! Yes. Yeah. They, they did They gave the... us just enough.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, I mean, but, it's, yeah. a, it, it's a it was it's a it was a heartbreaking story, and it, it's like you want to say like how could you do that to your son? But I mean, I I. I you can kind of fill in some of the stuff yourself, right? Like yeah. he talked about how Maddie looked up to him. He was like his hero and he thought he could do no wrong. So, of course, he wanted to be a police officer like dad. And I'm sure he joined the force with, you know, the the delusions of grandeur. Most people think that their dream job is going to be when they get it. And usually your dream is usually just a dream. It's not what it's cracked up to be. And in this case, it couldn't be. You know, any more opposite, I'm sure, of what he dreamed of it being. And he, once he got in, I'm sure he couldn't stop his son from wanting to do it. Once he got in, he did what he thought was best to protect him, even though it was a horrible thing. Uh, you know, in his mind, he's like, well, you've got to do this. I, I know you don't want to do it, but. This is for your protection. Now that you know what you've really gotten yourself into, take
1: Yeah.
0: take the money. I know it's horrible, but take the money and and do something good with it. Give it to give it to charity or, you know.
1: Yeah, he could either something. lose his son or lose his son's respect. And he wanted to lose his son's respect, not his son. And unfortunately, yeah. he lost, he lost both. both.
0: Oh man, it was such a fucking great episode. I don't even You want to know that you want to know the real tragedy about this episode, Glenn? It's not the story itself. It's that for ended. the sixth week in a row, the show has dropped in ratings.
1: This show no. better
0: see an increase after that. Like, it will be a real tragedy if, if viewership does not take up after the after the word gets out about this episode. Because I can't imagine starting this show, like, at Uno and uh, watching and being like, eh, you know, maybe I'll catch it on, on Netflix or something when it's released later. And then hearing that I missed out on this episode. I guess the good part about this episode is that you don't really need to have seen more. But, um, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Is there there something that you enjoyed uh, outside of that scene with Saul? Or not Saul, but uh, Mike, the scene with his daughter? I mean,
1: oh, yeah. I mean, it was just uh, the... Just even when they're outside. And just his his adamant like how adamant he is and like my son wasn't a dirty cop like why would you tell him he's a dirty cop you know before the the whole heartbreaking moment because he leaves and comes back to that. Right. Um it just it, yeah, it was just a it was a good episode. I it's weird because I, I can't think of anything else that wasn't just Jimmy McGill in that one scene. Mm-hmm. And even that scene, the interrogation scene was good because Oh, yeah, he was great in that. You could see it was like, oh, yeah, these are the, you know, precinct guys, hey, and you can even tell, like, they were playing it like, you know, Mike, we're not here to get you. We're just here to talk to you, you know? Right. Why don't you come out here? And like he said, like, yeah, he moved out the next day, but, I mean, he can prove that he bought the tickets a long time ago. And yes. just the whole bar scene, because you did believe it, that he was drunk, and when he's in the back seat, just like, I'm going to prove it. And you're just like, I know he's faking it because, you know, obviously he made it out, but it's just, yeah. yeah. Even that, like, there was a lot of truth to it. And that mm-hmm. was even the sadder thing.
0: And then when he's just like,
1: yeah, that's what I would do. And it's like, good old Mike. He's just going to fucking waste some people.
0: Yeah, and he did. <laughs> he sure did. I don't know if... And that... it was
1: good that the guy, like, they, they, yeah, like the guy had a vest on. And he immediately got back up. Like, I loved how that, like, it wasn't just, he just clean killed both of them it was you know there was a retaliation i did i liked how that was done right
0: uh so you i, I guess you're going to give it a you already gave it a 5 right <laughs> yeah i already said 5 and it's then- going to be it's a it's a five for me as well, obviously. Um, oh, I know the we... first
1: five we've sk- we've given on well, shows we've done together. I'm sure there's a few five for the who's, but
0: Yeah, at least one at least one five from me on on who made who. But is this your first five ever to an episode? Or... Yeah,
1: this is my second five ever on the website. The only other five I've
0: given is uh uh Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That's right. Good lord. Uh yeah, well I mean this episode was Wholly deserving of it. I'm the only thing I. The only thing I, I fear is that other episodes won't be able to quite live up to it. I'm not expecting a string of five geeky glass episodes. Yeah, it's not like we're, next
1: episode's gonna be as good as.
0: Uh, I mean, even this episode wasn't as good as Ozzy
1: Mandius because that was like a
0: six and a half. Yeah, Ozzy was on a five episode. scale. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, but we're it's gonna keep rolling along though. So we're uh, well into well into April. Uh, and, and it's and glad we, we're getting more Mike. And that was this episode. Yeah, five,
1: like now Mike is going to be a part of the show. Indeed. At least because of him being his lawyer. At least that is happening. And that's well,
0: right. Good there's day. there's going to be more of him on the next episode too, I believe based off of the previews for the next episode. So uh, Glenn and I are going to be back next week talking more Saul, more better call Saul with Season 1, Episode 7, called Bingo! You better call Saul. You best call now.